Hello and welcome to Through the Valley Podcast. I am your host, Akimo Davis, and I'm happy to share with you my life experiences as husband, father, professional, and entrepreneur living in the Caribbean. Join me on this journey as we explore and relive those experiences that have shaped me and that may influence you. Get your notepad and your snacks as we journey. Hello guys, I want to thank you for coming back this week to take in another episode of Through the Valley Podcast. Happy to be here with you. This week, I want to talk about guilty feelings as it pertains to how we condemn ourselves when our loved ones pass away. But before I go there, I just want to recap the last episode briefly. The last episode, we spoke about mental health issues and stress and what I've been through in the last couple of weeks. I just want to... You know, just to remind people that you have to take some time off to see about your mental well-being. It's very important that you don't get too caught up and forsake seeing about yourself mentally. You know, mental health issues are so prevalent now, I guess, because there's so much new awareness and, you know, people just spreading light on certain issues that is still coming to the forefront in a big way mm-hmm. things you used to take for granted before things i used to take for granted before you always tell yourself that you're strong and you could be resilient and you could withstand stuff but not until it catch up with you that you actually realize that you can't you can't endure this thing alone so i want to admonish and advise you especially men out here to take some time out you know reflect and check on yourself make sure you're functioning you're firing on all pistons your faculties working right, you're not under any unnecessary stress emotionally, mentally, financially, professionally, just making sure that you are in a good state of mind. It's important, it's really important. And when well, it came to my realization recently, I just felt out of it, you know, and as a result of that, even now, as I record here, I feel like my body is so exhausted. My resistance is low, picking up sniffles, and I just feel exhausted. Sometimes we do so much and we don't realize that we're only human and the rigors of life will catch up with you. So I've been, this weekend, I have me feeling 100%. I actually stayed in bed all day Saturday. And when I say all day, I mean all day. I came out of my bed twice for the day. I was like after 2 p.m., to, to receive a guest who came to our home and again after 10 p.m. So the two hours of yesterday, Saturday, that I came out of bed for the entire day. I spent my entire day in bed. Just so exhausted, so beat, so tired. So guys, take time. Take time out to see about yourself. All the stresses and all the circumstances that may present myself. We need to take care of our mental health and our physical health because the manifestations of the mental health also um reflecting in your physical health when you're stressed out mentally it causes you to get sick you know? you know, there is correlation between the two so that's why i want to go back on, on the last episode don't put yourself into such a position that you can't escape you can't find time away to treat yourself to, to be able to reflect upon on what is important and to make decisions that would benefit you and your family so this week, I want to talk about guilty feeling, guilty feelings. That's the title of the episode today, guilty feelings. I want to talk about, you know, convicting yourself, being extremely hard on yourself. When my first wife passed away, when Bonnell passed away, matter of fact, it started with Josiah's passing. 
when our son passed away, I wasn't too long before I started asking myself why and what could have been done differently and how this happened and the compound that when my wife passed away, you know, that just amplified those those questions. And pretty soon I started I just asking, feeling like if there was something that I did or maybe this is happening because it's my fault. And that harbored some feelings of guilt within me that it's very easy to find yourself convicting yourself. I was blaming myself. Self-blame. Self-blame. Was it because of some of the decisions that I took arising out of the situation? I know for a fact that some of uh, some people who were around us at that time may have felt slighted by me or may have felt disrespected by me. You know, I had to make some decisions that the ordinary person in that position might not have been equipped for. I certainly wasn't equipped for some of the decisions that I made or some of the decisions that I knew I would have to make. But I made those those decisions nonetheless, hoping that I was doing the right thing. And when Josiah died, I asked myself, I started asking myself, what did I do wrong? Was I making the right decisions? Did it was it anything that I did I did that caused him to to pass away? Was it anything that I did that caused Fonel to pass away? Was I to blame? These are some of the questions that exercised me, that haunted me, that kept me up. And even after the funerals and everybody went back to the place, I found myself in a deep, deep state of depression. I spoke about that already in episode past. Just being so depressed because I felt like I was to blame. Nobody else could understand what I was feeling. That guilty feeling is such a heavy burden to carry. You cannot imagine the burden of wanting to feel free, wanting to feel a reason for for things happening. It's easy to become guilty for the deaths of your loved ones, especially in the face of no apparent justification for them dying. You know, when there is little or a few reasons that you could account for for their deaths, you automatically begin to blame yourself and convict yourself. In my experience, I had several factors that I could have blamed. I could have blamed the negligence of the medical system, you know, but that didn't suffice. That didn't feature my reader. It was easier for me to convict myself and to blame myself. Self-blame is not an easy way to shed. When you have self-blame, that consumes you like an infection. Before you know it, you're past the point of recovery. You blame yourself and you don't even give yourself a chance to snap out of it. And as that self-hate in blaming myself for the death of my son and for my wife, as that started setting, it became more and more difficult for me to shed it. It started to become a part of me. My heart became heavy and hard and stony because I couldn't see... I couldn't see logic in, in them passing away. The only logical thing was to blame myself. Maybe it was something I did. That was the only thing that was bringing reason. Or maybe it was something that I did. And I know for many of us who have lost loved ones, some close to us, that I know for a fact that self-blame is something that features when, you try, when you're trying to get answers. Is it something that I could have done to prevent this from happening? What could I have done better? Could I have supported them better? Could I have taking care of them better. You know, I have so so much friends who have experienced loss somewhere or the other. And when I listen to them talk, 
without they saying it, I could feel, I could sense, I could, I could decipher, I could discern that they grappling with some serious issues of self-blame, guilty feelings. And how do you go about to encourage such a person? For me, I mentioned earlier that I had a divine encounter and that was lying down and seeing my having an outer body experience and having that confrontation, be it with an angel or be it with God himself. But I could remember having that outer body experience, you know, seeing my own body looking down at me and having that experience to jolt me out of my outer defeats that I was in. Some of us might not even believe in God or in the God that I believe in. But we have a deity or we might not. But the point is, shaking this guilty feeling requires such a deep, deep, deep understanding of spirituality and yourself, forgiving yourself for things that you might consider your fault. And you can't forgive yourself unless you're aligned or attached to some higher spiritual force. That's, that's important because it, it can't happen it can happen any other way. The only way you begin to heal, the only way you begin to heal from guilty feelings and self-blame is if you could draw on your relationship with your God. Draw on a higher spiritual force, a higher guiding principle, higher guiding force. That's the only thing that would bring you out of this matter. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. When I was faced with my situation, I had to remind I had to remind my God, I had to remind him who I was. I had to remind him that I was a kino, that your promises were ye and amen. I had to remind him and argue. Oh, that's the next thing. Per se, I mustn't argue with the Lord, but some of my best breakthroughs or clarifications or clarities about this guilty feeling came through me arguing with God. I would lay down, I would argue present my case, present my case and try and listen to him to rebut. We had to argue your way so that God remembers you. Not that he forget you, you know. They see his deal with wood. His word is yeah and amen and his word, he can't go back on his word. That's the good thing about about it. If you believe in, in a higher form of spirituality, you really have to believe knowing that what I believe is true. And as I say, Certain times past, this is not a religious podcast by no means. It's not a religious podcast, and if it do apply to you, then you do take it. But I just really want to share what took me out of my guilty feeling. I had to go deep into spirituality, and you know, a part of that guilty feeling is trying to appease and please other people because they might have family members or friends who was close to your loved one who passed away, and you want to appease them. You want to make them feel better. You want to make them feel good about themselves even after losing that of one. So you try to give them a reason to feel better. Part of that reason is you put yourself out there as, as a savior. You develop this savior complex where you feel like you were to blame and therefore you would take responsibility for whatever happens. But it's so dangerous and unnecessary because everybody... Everybody go through this period of self-blame and guilty feelings. You feel so guilty that you, you don't want to live. You don't want to continue living. You feel like a fraud because you ask yourself how it is. These people die and I still here. I still alive. Am I a fraud? Didn't I do enough to die with them? 
why am I still here living to tell these stories? It might seem so unfair that they go on and you still here and you know you're in a position where you have a spotlight on you or you have a, sh a testimony that you've been sharing that has been bringing you some notoriety. You really feel bad about it. You feel bad about it. For me, that's how I started feeling after I published my book and I spoke about the guilty feeling. I started to get a little bit of recognition for my testimony. A few places I went to and, and present and, and share my testimony. I started to feel like if I wasn't worthy, like because it was for me, these people died and I am out here sharing testimony and gaining notoriety over it. So even in doing this podcast, it took so much out of me to put this story out here. And I tell you, the minute I decided to do this, it is like obstacle after obstacle have been coming. Even sharing this podcast show, it makes me, I started feeling guilty. I started feeling like, is this testimony mine to really give? Am I being fair to the deceased and sharing? All of these are feelings that I'm still grappling with. And even though this life-changing moment for me happened some 16 years ago, every episode is, is such an emotional roller coaster for me. It takes me right back to those situations. I see it so vividly and so clear every single time. Now, I was recently speaking to somebody and they were asking me if sharing this, sharing this experience hasn't been affecting me. And I expressed to them, yes, it was. Because it's the first time that hearing myself saying these things, I wrote about it in a book and published, yes. But voicing these emotions are so, so stressful, so heart-wrenching, so full of passion. It's like I'm reliving this journey all over again. And every single time I share, I shed a tear every single time. And I want <laughs> to so quickly conclude this series through the valley and lessons that I want to so quickly conclude this series. But the more I go into it, is the more I feel like I need to tell. But I was saying that there's so much obstacles that seem to be forthcoming since I started this, this show. But one of those obstacles is battling with the guilty feeling, the guilty feeling of whether I am gaining some sort of notoriety or just benefiting from the, the tragedy. I, I feel so guilty about it that I have been questioning whether indeed this is my story to tell. I went through it and survived, yes, but I didn't die. And I know because I didn't die that somebody has to share on the behalf of those who died or not, or not. You know, guilt will cause you to do some kind of crazy things or not do things at all. When when my wife and son died and they were buried and stuff, I had prepared a, a headstone for their graves and all of that. And to this day, I've never went and installed that headstone. To this day, I never installed the headstone. As a matter of fact, the headstone fell and broke, fell and broke when I, where I had it in storage. I never installed it. And I didn't install it out of guilt reading that those statements on the headstone Data birth of mother, data birth of son, and data depart. Two sentences of kind words, loving memory of a loving mother, wife, daughter, son, you know. But I never installed it because I've always felt so guilty. 
I see main reason why I never install that headstone. Ask me to find it, to go back to find their graves now, I can't even remember. I honestly can't remember because I've never returned to the gravesite after burying them. After the burials, I just sorted that the graves were cast over with concrete and stuff. And after that, I never returned because I've always grappled with the guilt. I've always grappled with the guilt. One time I went to the funeral of my niece in the same burial house in the same cemetery and I tried to go look for the plot but I couldn't even remember where it was in, in, in the past cemetery. I don't think I ever wrote down the exact plot number and all that. I'll have to go to the cemetery itself and speak with the office there to find the exact plot number but I just never went back and I realized that I wasn't able to face those scrapes because of my guilty feelings. It's just so stripping now to peel away at all the, after all this time to reveal how we grapple with feelings of guilt and hurt and shame, self-blame, you know? And I want to ask you, have you been blaming yourself for the death of your loved ones? Why are you blaming yourself? Now granted, we have some situations where and people might really be at blame what fault? But if you believe in providence and higher calling and that kind of stuff, then you really don't think that blaming yourself is the answer. So have you been blaming yourself for the death of your loved ones? And how are you going to overcome that feeling? I shared what worked for me. What worked for me was high spirituality. High spirituality might work for you. What would work for you? I also want to ask you, have you ever argued with the Lord? Arguing with the Lord is such a a mundane thing but it's a real thing he asks god my god why have you forsaken me but he hasn't forsaken you you just in your head we just in our heads i was just in my head listen when i was facing this guilt and self-blame and depression i love my country by force because i used to not be able to sleep at night so i would just get up jump in the car and just drive drive all over the country hours at end and that's how i learned my country that's why I learned Trinidad and Tobago, or Trinidad rather. I just used to pick up in the night and drive, and I'd reach deep south, east coast, north coast. I just drive, 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 wherever the breeze takes me on that night, I'll drive. Just driving, trying to think, trying to escape my own thoughts. That's all it was. Trying to escape my own thoughts. Guilty feelings. Hmm. Guys, this, this topic is so loaded, eh? So loaded. I am literally trying to contain myself because I'm, while I'm speaking, I'm having so much flashbacks and remembering ball by ball how things happen, who I fell out with and who embraced me. I've always asked myself if I have any regret or feelings of guilt about how things turn out with I and the church. I used to feel guilty about it, but then I stopped feeling guilty because I realized that the church wasn't, wasn't doing enough for me. I stopped feeling guilty about that. Without my realization that they wasn't doing as I expected. Maybe my expectations were unreasonable. Who knows? But that was just the state I had concluded. And I really wasn't left on or hood by anyone else during this period other than the church. So the next question is, have you ever argued with the Lord? Have you argued with him? How do you feel about arguing with him? And if you haven't, then what are you waiting for? Because that's how you're going to get some answers. Because your loved one who died not around to get the answers. You could talk to them from now till like kingdom come, you'll never get a response from them. But you just have to make up your mind to, to argue. 
put your case before the Lord, argue it. As I said before, when I started to argue with him, I had to ask him, I had to remind him of who I was. My name was Aquino Davis, and, and even though I felt as if I wasn't perfect, I felt as if I deserved to be free of guilt. And I put that matter before, before him. And sooner or later, I came to a place where, listen, I don't need to feel that much guilt, or I don't need to have the feelings of guilt cripple me from living. Because you don't ever lose it, you don't ever, you don't ever pass away. But you learn to live with it, you learn to understand and accept that you are not responsible. And even if you might feel that you was responsible, life is about bigger forces. We all get caught up in living and thinking that, you know, the world and the sun evolves around us. But it doesn't. And the sooner we realize that, it's the quicker we'll be able to let go of some things. Take away from the the self-importance that we give ourselves. Listen, I want to thank you all so much for tuning into this episode with me. You can't imagine how grateful I am to continue to be able to come and share my story. How sobering it is to, to share this experience with you all. I still want to encourage anybody who have had a situation experience and you feel like you want to share, reach out to me. Send me an email. Reach out. Send me an email and respond. Let's talk. Because I believe that we all have a story to share. Life is a circle. And I'm sure that you or you might know somebody who have had an experience that they're still grappling with. And that's what the show is about. The show is not just about me sharing my story and trying to develop some kind of fame. No, I recognize and I accept that because of the things I've gone through, that I have a responsibility to share it. I have a responsibility to reach out, help somebody. That is what I'm about. That is what I'm about. And so I want to thank you. I want to thank you for tuning in this week. I want to thank you for being with me in this eighth episode. Do you know that there's a very interesting podcast statistic about podcast feed? What podcast feed is, is basically that after a certain amount of episode, a podcast usually shuts down. Yep. And you know what that magic number is? That magic number is seven. So after seven episodes 75 percent of podcasts suffer what is called pod feed pod feed is basically when someone starts a new podcast and after seven episodes they stop they stop recording for a multitude of reasons and sometimes no fault of theirs but the podcast just stops and i'm grateful that i've crossed that hurdle with you i've reached the eighth episode today i hope that we continue going from strength to strength continue to like like and share share with your friends share with your family comment on the pages social media follow me on facebook and instagram and linkedin those are all these places i have the podcast listed social media go on your favorite podcast hosts apple music spotify uh, google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, amazon TuneIn, and buzzsprout which is the host platform it's really important that we continue to support each other because dwelling in self-guilt, guilty feelings and self-hate and self-blame is not a nice place to be. And getting out of that place more than always likely determines how you recover, how your grieving process endures and how you overcome it. So I thank you all for listening. I so look forward to seeing you next week, to being with you next week, to sharing another chapter of this exciting, exhilarating, revealing, eye-opening journey with you all.
you know I love you all. God bless. Peace. I'm out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Through the Valley Podcast. I hope what was shared was insightful and impacted on you. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. And if you have a story to share, or you know someone who does, send me an email to akinothroughthevalley at gmail.com. See you in the next show.